First of all, hi, Rachel Whitley here. And of course, you know, we're doing good this season. I'm not here alone again. I'm doing my job. I'm doing it right this season. We're here with the Rainbow Lady, Horatia. Thank you so much for coming, Horatia. You are welcome. So Horatia is the founder and CEO of the Promise Christian Dance Academy that's in Greenville, Mississippi. It's been around for such a long time. I feel like I know all the answers to everything that I'm going to ask. So I'm <laughs> going to ask it for the viewers because I already know. So Horatia, can you tell everybody about PCDA, like um, what it is basically and your mission? Okay. Um, hey, everybody. Thank you all for joining in on this broadcast. I'm, I'm Horatia Burks, um, better known as the Rainbow Lady. And I'll tell y'all a lot more about who the Rainbow Lady is and how I got the name. But um, to start off with the question of who is PCDA, PCDA, um, that's our acronym for the Promise Christian Dance Academy. We have been around since 2012, February 2012. And basically who we are, we're not just a dance academy. We are a arts academy. So we are doing dance. We're doing arts. We're doing reading. We're doing mentorship, leadership, um, and mentorship. I probably said mentorship again, but yeah. So we are doing uh, a lot of stuff at the Promise Christian Dance Academy. And um, mainly my focus is to make sure that the children keep Jesus at the center of everything. And that's what um, that's one of my missions. Our mission statement is to point the children in the right direction. So if we're pointing the children in the right direction, then we say, hey, you need to go that way. You know, instead of being distracted, going the other way. Um, they help our children to have some sort of standard and moral as they um, continue on in life. I think I answered the question. <laughs> you did. And you brought up the very thing. So I was just talking about you two or three days ago. And I was telling they're not really familiar with you. And I was saying, you know, one of the things that I like the most about PCDA and Horatia and what she's doing is I've seen a lot of um, Christian academies, whether in the um, creative arts area, right. whether it's dance, whether it's drawing, painting, um, singing, instruments, but yours is one of the only ones that I've seen that actually really teaches the children not just how to dance, right. not just how to play the drums, not just how to do the skills of things, but actually like how to live, how to live a Christian life. And so I applaud you for that. I just wanted to throw that out there because you brought that up. And I was like, oh, that's literally what I just said about two or three days ago about it. So she ain't lying, y'all. She's not lying. <laughs> um, so tell us, you're the Rainbow Lady. How in the world did you get the name Rainbow Lady? Because we all know, of course, especially um, currently, the symbol behind the rainbow. And you're calling yourself the Rainbow Lady. Tell us about it. How do you get the Rainbow Lady? Where did it come from? And what does it mean when you hear the Rainbow Lady? What does it mean to you? Okay, so um, the name just um, began to surface about four or five years ago, where when uh, we would go places, including myself and some of the promised children, when they would minister, rainbows would begin to pop up in the sky. Now, let me rewind how we started was 
I ended up having a dream about rainbows flying in the sky. Looked up, look, this is the short version, of course. Looked up what the rainbows meant, and it means promises of God. So I was like, okay, Lord, what does that mean? So um, as I continue on, God began to deal with me about opening up a dance school to teach the children about him. So me being Horatia, I did not want to go willingly. No. Because that's I, what I was going to ask. I was going to ask, did you want to do it? <laughs> absolutely not. No, sir. No. Um, <laughs> wasn't the children it was just that it was out of the norm for me and I had no blueprint of what God was saying so I ended up it was ended up being a faith thing so I had no mentor I had nobody to show me the way I was basically in prayer and God said do this do that and everything began to line up with opening the dance academy um, I began to experience miracle signs and wonders. That was one of the main things where rainbows, everywhere I went, rainbows began to appear. So at that point, I'm like, Lord, okay. He, you know, he was just like, okay, you need to surrender. You know, I need you to teach my children about me. And so over some time, I ended up surrendering and said, okay, God, God, provided a building for us to start um, in. And then the children, I recruited children. We had like 50 plus children to sign up. And um, that's how we started. Now with the Rainbow Lady, um, when, we, when I would begin to go places and when the children would go and minister, the rainbows began to show up. So people began to say, that's the rainbow school or that's the rainbow lady. And so I just picked it up. It was like, okay, everybody was calling me the rainbow lady. So I just said, okay, well, I'm the rainbow lady. Let's go with it. <laughs> Let's go with All it. Right. So who the rainbow lady is sunshine, colors, anything is possible. If you believe, you know, just being positive and I, not thinking negative, but always having a positive perspective about when things happen so that's who the rainbow lady is so tell me you used to be a dancer of course so how was it going from being the one who was doing the dancing you were going to different churches you were dancing in your own church being the one from going to that to now teaching because it's one thing to do it's another thing to teach how was that transition for you to go from doing to teaching especially teaching children Right. Um, it was very uncomfortable for me because I was just a worshiper in ministry. So I'm like, how can I teach children? I've never had a dance class. Um, I I just felt like I wasn't qualified. So during my prayer time. Did you go to dance school? No. I've never been to a dance school. I've never I had never been to a conference. I had I was it was straight walk. Raw, raw, a raw gift. So that I believe that was a lot of my hesitancy. Like, Lord, I'm not qualified. You know, I'm not trained to teach your children. But then that goes back to faith. You know, when God tells you to do a thing, he already know what the plan is anyway. So he said, I'm going to send you everybody you need, you know, to teach the children um, dance. And so that's what he did. He sent Miss Vicky, he sent Miss T Mr. Tito and others, you know. And so it ended up being, okay, God, I see now, you know, that you are sending helpers to help with the vision. So that's how, you know, we I transitioned into being comfortable with, okay, it's not about my gift. It's more about being available and God sending help to help the children. 
And the thing is, y'all, I'm not even talking to her right now because she knows this. The thing is, she doesn't just teach them how to dance and all this stuff. This woman puts on four recitals. Like, these recitals be like two, three, four hours, and nobody gets up and leaves. Nobody gets up and walks out. They're just incredible. So tell us, of course, you've already said you you are unqualified on paper. Tell us the process of your first recital. What was that process like? Because I, I planned events, and it ain't nothing pretty. And so, just talk about it. Okay, our first production. At first, I called them recitals, but that word always kind of was like it's it's something else. So as time went by, God was like, it's a production because you're producing, you know, like the glory. And so um, I ended up transitioning to the word of production because it's producing, you know, something to edify the kingdom of God. So the first one, (laughs) man, I remember it. It was (laughs) stressful. (laughs) It was a lot. But once, because my imagination, God has given me a gift of imagination. And it was just a wow. It was a wow to me just with how everything came together. And I began as the years went by, I began to understand more and more what God wanted to do. Um, But it, yeah, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. So take us from the first one to your last one. What is, what are the differences? What has got easier? What are you still working on? Okay. From the first to now, um, I have learned that to, well, they have told me I need to better delegate. So I've learned to delegate more with the people who God has sent to help with the children. Um, it's more of a team effort. So now that it's more of a team effort and I kind of, un- I do now understand what, what God's plan is for the academy. So now it's easier. Okay. So now we have instructors who say, okay, you make sure you take care of this class. You take care of that class. So now it's more, I un- by, when you understand more what God's plan is, it's easier. It's, it's so much easier. So how did you get the understanding and how did you know that it was the understanding of what God wanted and not your imagination? Through his signs and wonders, his signs and wonders. When I would go through these phases of Lord, why me? You know, he would always send a rainbow. He would always send affirmation. Um, And so now I know exactly what my purpose is. My purpose is our children. My purpose is to teach children about God. And when I would go through those situations of wanting to quit, wanting to say, you know, I just don't want to do it. Sometimes you have parents who don't want to cooperate and don't see the vision, um, not having support. And that will discourage the leader, especially in our area. And you from um, the Delta, um, it's harder here. Because of the mindset of the people. So when God is giving you a a vision, sometimes you, you are going against the grain of the norm. And I ran into that opposition with, you know, parents not wanting. It, 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 it was challenging. So I would always find myself in prayer like, God, why me? Why I have to do it? And he will always confirm this is what I need you to do. Because who else is going to do it with the heart that you have? You know, to make sure that the children are moving in a pure 
form, you know, and that's not against anybody who do other styles of dance, you know, but I just think it's special when children minister for God because anybody can dance in a way that's gratifying to their flesh, you know, and I know it's still art, but it's a difference when you touch in the heart of a person to bring them into the kingdom of God. I always compliment my children and say anybody can do any style of dance, but it takes special children to minister to um, a Christian based um, dance ministry. So. Right. So tell me, how do you stay? Because you touched on how it can be difficult and, and we know how, how difficult it can be. How do you stay encouraged but humble? Because I know a lot of the times since they encourage people surround themselves around people who puff up their pride, you know, stroke their ego. So how do you stay encouraged yet remain humble about what you're doing? Because it's no secret to those who are familiar with you that this has grown um, tremendously from the beginning until now. And so a lot of the times when people see that kind of growth, of course, they get prepped and they start, well, I don't want to go into what they start doing. So that'll be almost putting words in your mouth. So I want, I want you to help us with that. How do you remain humble and stay encouraged to keep doing it? Because you've been doing it for a good while and you're still doing it graciously. So how? Yeah, I, that's a great question. Um it has always been my prayer to stay humble as God exalts. That's one of my favorite scriptures. Stay humble in all you do and God will do the exalting. Now, when you are going through your process, I believe God continues to show you how to stay humble. You know, and your process is to make sure that you stay humble during the before the elevation. You know, so I made a vow to God that no matter how he elevate me, that humility is the way, you know, it's not about, I don't, I don't like, like pushing brands. I know that's good, you know, with, um, your business, but I'm more so about humility, you know, and giving back to the children, um, giving back to my community. And at the end of the day, my goal is just to hear Jesus say, well done. And so that keeps, and because our Savior was a humble man. So we have to always have the fruit of the spirit. You know, if we proclaim to be believers, um, to stay humble, you know, regardless to how God elevates you, it's about humility at the end of the day. Right. That is so good. So do you have, well, before I go there. Before I go there, what has, because we all know we're in the year of our Lord 20 and 21, and good Lord, we came out of one one heck of a year, 2020. And so, of course, that shut down a lot of stuff, but it also shut down your usual um, PCDA practices, meetings, things like that. Um, can you tell us some of the things like the impact that you've seen? Um, from I'll say 2019 to 2020 and how you've kept the momentum going throughout 2020 and even now? Um, yes, sir. Um, actually, when the pandemic happened, God told me to go into isolation. So it, 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 the timing was really perfect. You know, I hate that the pandemic happened, but it gave me the opportunity to really um, become um get in my prayer closet for the vision for promise, you know, um, 
most times we are so be I'm so busy, you know, trying to do this, trying to do that. And so during the pandemic, it gave me that opportunity to get really get before God and say, okay, Lord, you know, what is the next phase for a promise? You know, without rushing, having to go to class, trying to do productions. And so I, I received instructions, you know, during that year. Um, I wrote down everything that God wanted uh, me to do. I got a chance to finish the um, the book, you know, during um, the pandemic. So it was just a time of productivity for me. It was a time for me to also heal um, from my children's father passing. It was just, you know, the perfect time for me to just kind of be in that place of solitude and kind of like a sabbatical that I needed as a leader. So now I'm recharged, you know, for what's next. I have instructions from God without so much, um, so many distractions going here and going there. And I, I have a clear direction on what's next. So it actually was a good time for me to be, be with my family, you know, with my husband. I'm newlywed, you know. So it, it was good. It was a good, it was a good break. <laughs> right. <laughs> so do you have, well, I know you have it. Are you able to give a snippet even of how things will be different for PCDA moving forward after everything opens back up and it's safe again versus how it was before? Yes, sir. Um, things will be very different when we return back. Um, just like I said, I got instructions from God. Um, I want to be more out in the community. Um, I want to reach those children that are not being reached. Um, a lot of times academies um, are based on people paying, you know, and I told God that he's just going to have to provide a way for us to reach those children who cannot pay tuition, you know, and if we have to be outdoors practicing or, you know, we need money to uh, move forward with the vision. But at the same time, should money stop children from being able to receive Jesus, you know? So I have a different um, shift of thought as far as fees and, um, you know, I'm just like, okay, God, you're going to have to provide for those children who, we, who cannot afford to pay tuition, which our tuition is very affordable. But what about those children whose parents cannot? So I just... Um, I'm just looking at a way to go out in the community and get those children and just let them minister, you know. And then one of the things, too, that I thought about while you were talking is you actually hold even, I don't know if you still do what I know last year throughout the pandemic, you were holding even prayer calls. And you were right. just telling the children, like, y'all can just come on. We can't gather, but we can come on together still. And right. still, hold, and that wasn't just exclusively telling about it. That was open to everyone, and right. I, I think that that's amazing <laughs> yes, because sir. it shows that it's not just about the money. It's not just about you know the 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 look of fame or glory and all that stuff. Right. And so I just think that that is that is incredible. And um, I'm beyond that. You know, I'm beyond. Um, I just believe that it's deeper than. You know, it's about my name, the name of the organization. And other people may differ, but I'm looking so more so toward reaching the children versus building the brand. 
you know, because Jesus is going to do that. Um, it's more about reaching out and getting those children who need, you know, as a child, you need to put this stuff, plant this stuff in them as early as we can. So when they become adults, they have tools to work toward when they are faced with different things. So my, my, my mindset has really shifted to more so reaching the souls of as many children as I can versus, you know, charging because I, I just know that God got a bigger plan with us being more so focused on the soul of the child versus them being able to pay you. You, you follow what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. That makes sense. And so speaking of being focused on the soul of a child and everything, I know you have so many. Um, and I just want to ask you, so what are some of the greatest miracles that you've seen through PCDA? I've, whew, that's, that's a lot. I've seen, I believe some of the greatest miracles I've seen is seeing children be delivered, you know, and set free. Um, children who have been suicidal and no longer suicidal, you know, they want to um, have a plan, you know, to take their own life. And then once we pray with them and mentor them, they are better. You know, I believe that's a miracle. Um, children reaching back to me and say, you know, thank you for, you know, being who you are with me. I'm not, a, I don't believe in being judgmental toward anybody, you know, because that's when you are not judgmental, you can really help a child because what's going on in their world, that's what's going on in their world, you know, but God has sent us to help the child understand another perspective. Um, some other miracles that I see, the rainbows that appear. Uh, when we had our event Saturday, I'm talking about the hugest rainbow came out right in front of the church. That's a miracle to me. It's just like um, the children of Israel, when the cloud followed them and the, the fire followed them and Jesus parted the red, when God parted the red sea, we have this same connection. It's amazing to me that we have this same connection with the same God. So that's a miracle. That's a miracle. And sometimes people kind of be like, you know, where they idolize the rain, but we don't. We just know that God is, this is a miracle sign and a wonder that saying that God is pleased with what we're doing, you know. So um, I do have one particular miracle that um, you probably know about when my finger um, came came off and he, God grew my Jesus grew my finger back. You know, that's a miracle. It's just so many miracles that we have seen. Even with Andre, when we was praying for him a heart and God produced the heart, there are so many miracles that I can't even, I probably have forgotten about, but I don't see why people don't believe. <laughs> because the one that I thought about was Andre and I was saying, I wonder if she's going to go there. Because that's the biggest one that stands out to me that I remember. Uh, being there in that service and literally everybody in the service praying that he gets a heart. And it wasn't long. It wasn't long after that that he got the call. And the next production, if I'm not mistaken, it was like the next one, he mm -hmm. came in with a new heart. And I was like, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes. What, what is this? What is this? Yes. <laughs> and you know what? It's another one, too, where God had given me a vision about the barren woman. And there were some women who could not get pregnant. Um, and the next, right after God gave me that word, women were just calling me saying, I'm pregnant, I'm pregnant. You know, so it's amazing. I've seen some miracles. So this is more than 
just a production. This is more than just children getting up dancing. This is a ministry. So tell me, how do you see it in the eyes of it being a ministry? We know how you see it in the eyes of it being um, PCDA, the, the academy. How do you see it as being your ministry? Or, or have, do you see it like that? Your personal ministry? Absolutely. I do see it as a ministry. God, during our prayer time, um, during the um, pandemic, God showed us a children's ministry. Um, and this is that's exactly what it is, a children's ministry that um, has been birthed um, through promise. So that's something that's going to be coming forth um, by the end of the year, that is a children's ministry. I just, that's that's what God said. He said the puzzle pieces. That's what it's been the whole time. But I never. I just thought it was a dance academy, but it's actually a children. It's a children ministry. Ain't that amazing? I was about to say, isn't that just insane? You know, my word is insane. Isn't that insane? How you can start with one thing and you don't know it's literally just building the ladder to get to exactly what it is. That you're supposed to be doing. You thought it was going to be one thing, and it's still that, but it's just so much more. And I think that's the thing with a lot of people. Um, you know, I'm a preacher, but I want to start. So, <laughs> so you said earlier that you got a chance last year during the uh, during the pandemic to finish your book. So can you hold it back up for us and let us see the book? You have the book called The Rainbow Lady. This is the rainbow. Tell us what is this book about. Um, this book is about the rainbow lady and how I'm going to open it up so that you can see some of the pictures. Mm -hmm. If you're, if you're listening on the podcast, whatever, Spotify and all that stuff, come over to Facebook, come over to YouTube so you can see the picture. Okay. That is so neat. I think that is so neat. That is professional. You fancy, Horatia? Yes. Here's the girl. Showing me on the rainbow, and I'm gonna give you. It's a little girl dreaming, dreaming, and uh, let's see, find the other one. The little girl talking to her dad about her dream of the school, because when I was a little girl, I always dreamed about a school. That's why. I now that I'm 39 years old, it's manifesting. It's crazy. And this is the goal. This is what we're believing God for. Is a Christian academy. State of the art academy. Um, and one more. I'm going to read this right quick. I'm going to read this page right quick. It says, the lady is in awe of all God has done. She believes that very soon by faith, the promised children will have a state-of-the-art academy where their dreams will come true. It will be called the promised land because God's promises are yes and amen. And this is, this is the hands of God holding the school in the earth. So that's... That's I something. Love it. And uh, I also so, have. Oh, go ahead. This is the activity book. And 
It's a coloring book. Okay. It's a coloring book. And it, this comes with crayons. We got the crayons to go with it. You got the rainbow laid on the back. So I think, I've said it for a long time, I believe every person in the world has a book in them. I just feel like everybody has a book, whether it's your story, whether it's your imagination, whether it's something that you just, you know, I don't know, everybody got a book in them. Tell me, how did you know that you had a book in you about the Rainbow Lady? Well, actually, my soul sister, Miss Parker, came up with the idea for the Rainbow Lady book. So when she brought the idea to me, I was like, yeah, they, you know, that's great. So um, once she brought it to me, she kind of, she gave me her version of it. And then we just worked together as a team to bring it to life. So it was actually her idea. Yep. Okay. So tell me, like, with this book, what does it talk about? What, who should get it? That's That's how I put it. Who should get this book? Every child around the world should get this book because it's talking about hope, faith, love, dreaming. If when you have no dream or no imagination, then we got to go back to the drawing board. Everybody, and it's a children and family book. So it's not just for children, it's for families to sit down and read the book because then it'll spark something in the parents. To, uh, for something that they have been dreaming about or believing for. So it's just not a children book, it's a children and family book. But we want, we believe in God that this book is in the hands of so many children around the world so that they can first understand what the rainbow means. And it means God's promise to mankind. And secondly, so that they can always dream and believe that anything is possible. And tell me, how is it that you give that to children? Not only in the book, but in your life. How do you give them the knowledge? Because, you know, you have one set of people that teach your children. You can be anything you want to be. You can be the president. You can be. You have another set of people who are like, well, I'm going to be real about it. You know, you might not be. So how is it that you teach children, no matter what they hear others say, no matter what they believe, no matter what they're told, that they it's okay to dream? Um. It goes back to my childhood. I always dreamed about this dance school, which I had forgotten all about it until the dance academy actually happened. Um, it goes back to what is your child talking about during their imagination time? Are they talking about fire trucks? Are they talk always love drums? You know, and so by being a family and children book, you know, the parents need to be observant as to what actually um, the child is doing to kind of build on their gift, their God-given gift, because each child, each person have a God-given gift. So um, I think I answered your question. Yeah. So my next question kind of goes with that. What is God's dream for Horatia? God's dream, that's a great question. <laughs> God's <laughs> dream for Horatia is to reach as many children as possible to give them Jesus, to introduce Jesus to them and to give them the plan of salvation. So just say in the back of this book, it has the, hold up, I want to read this right quick. It has the plan of salvation. It's as easy as ABCs. 
So I'm going to read it right quick if I have time. It said, God loves you and wants you to be a part of his family. It's as easy as ABCs. A, admit you are a sinner and have made mistakes. B, believe that Jesus is God's son. He died on the cross for you and rose from the grave on the third day. And C, confess Jesus as the Lord of your life and commit yourself to a life of following Jesus and others. Say this prayer with me. Jesus, I admit I am a sinner and have made mistakes. I believe you died and rose with all power. I confess you as Lord over my life. Amen. And then at the back, it says, I am so very proud of you. And so is your big brother, Jesus. The angels are celebrating in heaven. Go run and tell your parents that Jesus is Lord of your life. Ask your parents to find a Bible teaching church to learn more about being in God's family. That's the goal is to introduce Jesus to as many children as we can around the world. So what is God's dream for PCDA? The dream for PCDA is to have a promised land. What that looks like is a campus where you have imagination rooms, where you children can dream, you know, um, where children can dance, an arts academy, um, where anything is possible. Anything is possible. Once they are there, it sparks something inside of them. So what is God's dream for children? God's dream for children is that they dream big, that they give them their lives to him. Because one thing we know, Reggie, is that Jesus loves children. He loves children. And it says in the scripture, unless you come as a child, you cannot inherit the kingdom of God. So even with us being adults, if we don't have a childlike faith or we don't be innocent, then we, we can't even inherit the kingdom of God. So children, let a child pray for somebody. <laughs> that prayer going to be answered just like that. Right. So, um, yeah, he loved them children. He loved children. <laughs> so tell us, where can we find your book and the workbook? Okay. Um, people can go to our website and order the book at www.thepromisecda.org forward slash rainbow lady. So that's um, where people can purchase the book or they can contact me and I can um, mail it out. Um, right now we're working on platforms such as Barnes and Nobles and um, Amazon. But we hadn't set those platforms up just yet. But right now we are working through our website and through personal contact to mail them out. Okay, great. So what we'll do is we're going to put the website and um, the contact information that you want to give out on the caption under this. So if you're watching, no matter if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or any podcast platform, look in the bio, I mean, look in the description and you'll have the website she just gave and also contact information so that you can order because we want 
to spread this. We want every child. We want your dream for this book. So yes. we want every child to get it because it is something that is needed. It's something that I think is very timely um, because, boy, don't we need this right now. I think yes. that this generation is, is do this. They need this. Um, do you have anything else to add? Do you have anything else you want to you wanna give us? You know, you're so full of wisdom and stuff. I don't want to <laughs> limit you. <laughs> I, I'm going to end like this. Dream big. Always follow what God gives you, even when you don't understand. I did not understand what God was telling me to do. All he told me was to start a dance school and to teach the children about him. It was just me. I didn't, I had no help. God is faithful. God understands. Obedience is everything. When you are obedient to God, he said, when you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. So, but it comes through a process and you have to just go through your process because God is cleaning you up and making sure you understand and stay humble. Humility is the way. It's enough arrogant people. It's enough bougie people. If you stay humble, then you can reach as more people to give them Jesus. It's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. So all we want, all I want to leave is that let your light shine. Because one day we're going to have to stand before Jesus and give an account for our purpose. And I got to hear him say, well done. And I want to hear God's Jesus say, well done to you too. So that's all I want to leave with everybody. And that is so good. Thank you so much, Horatia, for coming and being a part of Open Talk. Again, find her book. Look her up on Facebook, Horatia. Uh, I don't know what it is on Facebook. You got a long Facebook name. What's your Facebook name? <laughs> All right. Highway Burks. Oh, oh, that's, oh, okay. I thought it was because, you know, it used to be like Horatia, the pro anyway. Yeah, Horatia Broadway Burks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so look her up on Facebook. Go to the website, get the book, get the workbook, reach out to her. And then if you know that you have the ability, whether it's a skill or whatever, to, um, give to this this vision this is an awesome vision i mean you just heard it awesome vision um humble woman if you know that you have anything that you feel led to offer hit her up again facebook hit her up on um the website and we're going to put the contact information in the um in the description so thank you again Horace, for coming i have so been. glad to have you <laughs> And please donate. If you want to donate $5, $100, whatever you want to donate, whatever the Lord put, put it on you to help build the promised vision for the promised children, please uh, do so on our website. Thanks so much, Horatia. We thoroughly enjoyed you. <laughs>